You're listening to Mobility Matters, the official Cardis podcast that brings you the latest trends, insights, and best practices around the state of relocation today. We're here to help you make sense of the intricate world of global talent mobility. Let's get started. Welcome to Mobility Matters, the official Cardis podcast. I'm your host, Nadia Sobahart, and today I'm excited to welcome Lisa Johnson, Director of Global DEI Solutions at Cardis. Lisa represents Cardis in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space as a thought leader and solution facilitator for clients looking to address global DEI and their mobility solutions. Among her many achievements, including leading some of the industry's earliest research initiatives on the topic, Lisa was named one of the Global Mobility Top 100 Professionals in 2021 and was recently named the 2022 Chairperson of the Curriculum Committee for Worldwide ERC's Upward Mobility Internship Initiative, which focuses on increasing diversity in our industry, and she also sits on their editorial task force. She also holds both Worldwide ERC's Meritorious and Distinguished Service Awards and is an active member of SHRM. We are so excited to have Lisa here with us today. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Lisa, you came to Cardis moving into an original role, the first of its kind. Could you tell me more about your role and what brings you to the DEI space? Well, first of all, I'm just really excited about being hired to fill this newly created position. And most companies have somebody who is responsible for overseeing diversity, equity, and inclusion in their organizations, even if it's a part of the larger HR function. So that's not new. But what's unique about my role is that Cardis recognizes that with this increased prioritization of DE&I in our industry and with most companies that we work with, we need to ensure that our global mobility and relocation solutions drive DE&I alignment and support the goals that our clients have. So this is really an outward facing role. And it's about creating solutions that are aligned with our clients priorities around DE&I. It's also to help drive DEI related innovation across our industry, the global mobility industry, because this is something that's emerging and is not even close to being finished yet. Thank you for that information, Lisa. I'm very curious. While DEI is a trending topic these days, there are many nuances that may not be captured in everyday references. Could you provide more insight into what DEI means at the organizational level? Sure. So I would actually start by pushing back a little bit and saying that it's not necessarily trending. I do think that there has been an acceleration of the DEI priority in many organizations that began just during COVID and actually in response to Mr. George Floyd's death. Uh, so that definitely was a marker of acceleration, even globally. It wasn't just a U.S. moment, um, but the the DEI priority 
had already been moving into a more normal priority for many companies even prior to that. We just saw an acceleration. And so that's probably where some people say, oh, it's it's trending. Um, but it's accelerating. It's becoming more urgent, I think, is more the way I would describe it. But as as you asked, you know, what does it mean from an organizational level, I would say that biases and discrimination and inequality exist everywhere. And companies today recognize that there are a number of ways that these issues need to be addressed. For example, in a company's ability to recruit and retain talent, the best talent out there, Everyone talks about the war for talent. I certainly see DE&I and that priority and that urgency as a, a response to the war for talent and wanting to have the best and brightest people. Another thing that I would say is that for any company that's trying to be the best at whatever they do and create innovative solutions, innovation really comes from having a wide range of perspectives on an issue. As one of our clients in the pharmaceutical industry says, they need their employees and their research scientists and their solutions to reflect the wide range of patients and people whose needs they want to meet, right? So they need an alignment there, and they're not just focused on one kind of issue or one kind of patient around the world or one kind of solution. So really, it's about reflecting the solutions and the people that they're looking to solve problems for. And the same is true across all industries. I think the pharmaceutical one is a really good, vivid example. But innovation comes from looking at a problem or a challenge with a new set of eyes and views. And I guess the last thing that I would say on that, and maybe it's one of the hardest or biggest challenges in the DEI space, is that many companies and institutions and their policies and programs and processes were designed at a moment when they, maybe they weren't thinking about diversity. Finally, I think that one of the hardest and biggest challenges in the DEI space today is that in many cases we're having to put DEI in as almost an afterthought because processes and policies and organizations were established at a time when diversity wasn't front and center. Uh, and so maybe newer companies have an advantage because they're establishing their processes, their policies, their approach to recruiting or, or interacting with employees in a way where DEI is front and center. So for those companies where it's maybe now inserting the DEI priority into the organization. So for those companies who are bringing the DEI priorities into existing processes and policies and organizations, it's really reinventing some of the uh, culture and saying we need a new way of working and that requires change, that requires a priority from the top down and uh, and inserting it into maybe designs that that weren't necessarily created that way in the in the first place. So that's where there are challenges, but it's also an exciting time to think about that. Thank you for that, Lisa. There is so much to digest there. And can you tell me, how does DE&I fit into global mobility? That's 
for me, where the fun part really happens, especially in my role and at Cardis and with the companies that we work with. Um, first, we know that for global companies, they're setting goals to ensure that their future leadership reflects a more diverse world. So if you go to many companies' websites and you look at where they talk about careers and they talk about the future and they talk about their progress that they're making in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space, but also those future goals where they want to have a more diverse leadership and to have um, more diversity across their organizations. Um, so we know that employees who have the opportunity to move to new career openings within their own country or to have an international experience, they're going to have an advantage in their future career pop possibilities, right? And so um, there's been some research that's been done on that. We know that international opportunities and career growth opportunities give people a leg up on what's going to happen to them in the future. It gives them an advantage for sure. So the more diversity of people who get these opportunities, the better. If they're only going to certain people from certain countries or from certain locations or from, um, you know, a certain kind of employee, then the diversity of the future leadership pipeline will be extremely limited. So in that sense, there is this incredible uh, mandate or opportunity that global mobility has to be a vehicle to ignite the diversity, equity, and inclusion future that an organization is looking for. It becomes really uh, an, an ally to the diversity, equity, and inclusion program that any company has, because the policy and the program and those opportunities really will drive some of that future pipeline forward in their careers to open these doors for them. I genuinely see global mobility as such an urgent and important piece of this for global organizations that care about diversity, equity, and inclusion. If they want to put themselves in this position, they are absolutely going to be an engine for the diversity, equity, and inclusion goals that companies have. You know, there are a lot of ways that to think about this uh, in terms of how DEI fits into global mobility. And I would almost reverse it, Nadia, and I would say, you know, how does uh, global mobility fit into diversity, equity, inclusion? Not necessarily the other way around, right? If a company can recruit from a wider range of locations and can move their new hires into new jobs, they might have more a more diverse talent pool, for example. And if a diverse employee is getting an opportunity and they have diverse needs and a diverse lifestyle, uh, the mobility policy program and professionals, as I said earlier, really become an ally. And by that, I just mean that they support and offer the support through policies to improve the system and the situation and support the diversity, equity, and inclusion outcomes that a company is looking for in terms of their larger um, DE&I goals. So I like to just imagine certain things on this topic and imagine if all international assignments for example, were one gender, or if they all spoke the same language, or were part of one 
exact same kind of family, a cookie cutter, right? Or we're only leaving for their new career opportunities from one location and always going into the same other location. There would be certain assumptions we could make in terms of a policy or how we interact with people because there's all the same way. I mean, imagine if all accompanying partners to your employees were unemployed and of one gender and all had a certain set of interests. We could just put a program together that would meet just those needs and really just focus on that. If everyone in your organization wanted to be referred to with the same titles or the same pronouns, then we could have one set of letters of assignment or one way to communicate with people. And so, you know, you take those assumptions and you say, well, maybe in the past, that is the way that we've designed certain policies and programs. But global mobility has always had some flexibility built into it to meet individual and unique needs. I think that we are already a part of the organization that deeply understands being empathetic to different kinds of needs that employees who are moving with their companies have and their families. That's been our sweet spot forever. But I don't know that we have necessarily, you know, made it the connection for people on that. And we haven't necessarily raised the attention to that. We've been a little more implicit and less explicit in the way that we have naturally been a very flexible part of an organization to meet those needs. So now I think we're just being more overt about it. We're making those connections. We're saying, hey, we have a flexible policy, for example, because we understand that there are unique needs in our organization and we want to be able to support you. And we are aligned with our organization's diversity, equity, and inclusion solutions. Thanks, Lisa. I really loved your examples at the end. There is so much to think about there. Can you tell me a little more about what organizations can do to align their DEI mobility initiatives with wider organizational goals? Well, that's a really big question, Um, but it's a great question because that's exactly what I'm focused on in working with our clients and, and, and how they get started is to say, well, what are your organization overarching wider diversity, equity, inclusion goals? And then how can we align your global mobility program with that? And I would look at existing initiatives that have the potential to be mirrored or supported in the processes and policies in global mobility. So if the company's already taking an initiative towards how they, you know, broaden the definition and eligibility of families, expanded notions of families in terms of HR benefits, in terms of how they communicate with their employees, That's something that could be mirrored in the global mobility programs, communication and eligibility within policy or the way that they reflect and talk about families within their own program and policy. That's just one example. I definitely would you know, encourage people not to reinvent the wheel if the organization is already doing some of this work for you. It's just saying, how do we align with some of those changes? Um, And you can do quick audits. I know no one likes the word audit, but I like it as just, you know, taking a lens, a DE&I lens to look at the program and to make sure that it's meeting the different needs of the employees that you're moving. And some of that might be by just reviewing policies and, and materials, but some of it might be talking to some of the employees who are currently being supported by global mobility or have recently returned from an international experience, for example, just to get their take on how well the program and policy spoke to them. 
one of the best kinds of evaluations that you can get from your employees that we love to hear is that after they've used your policy or been a part of the program and supported by your program, that they come back and say, I really felt like I belonged. I really felt like I was included, that I wasn't an afterthought. And I know that may be a strange way to kind of get feedback from an employee, but that to me is what diversity, equity, inclusion, and being aligned with it is all about. Thanks, Lisa. Before we end, I just wanted to ask, is there anything in the DEI space that you're particularly excited about this year? Well, there are a couple of things, but one thing that is front and center right now is our second annual Pulse survey on DEI and mobility. And hopefully, a lot of you who are listening are already, you know, getting the link and have already participated. You know, research is so important for us and having data and showcasing some of the best practices that are out there or some of the challenges that some companies are having. This is such a new space, diversity, equity, inclusion, and mobility and connecting the two that I think that our ability to show some of the progress that's being made, some of those barriers that are out there and being able to talk about it amongst our peers is really great. And it gives us a lot to to think about and to share. So I'm really looking forward to that report that's coming out in August and to looking at anything that has changed, any part of the story that has changed since a year ago, but also looking at what are some of those those challenges that we're going to be looking to work with companies to solve as well. So that's probably front and center for me as something that I'm looking forward to coming up. I think Nadia, moving forward, we're going to have a regular podcast within Mobility Matters, the whole series that's going to be dedicated to DE&I mobility issues. And there's so much to talk about. So hopefully through today, we've just sort of given you a taste of some of the you know thinking that we have around aligning diversity, equity, inclusion with mobility, what it means to have a DE&I mobility program. But I can't wait to uh, pick this up again with a wider range of topics, invite some guests to join us and to just continue this conversation. Let me just stop there for today because I know we're just doing a little bit of an intro, but hopefully I've kind of gotten other people thinking who are listening to start considering global mobility and how it can be aligned with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Thank you, Lisa, for your insightful discussion. I really appreciate all of the knowledge you shared with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you today and just get the conversation started. For those who are interested in learning more about DEI within global mobility, be sure to browse our extensive library at cardis.com. Please subscribe to Mobility Matters through your favorite podcast streaming platforms. And as always, if you have a question we didn't cover or would like to request a topic for upcoming episodes, please email us at cardissolutions at cardis.com today. <laughs> <laughs>